Welcome to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest-running hiking podcast, downloaded over half a million times in over 145 countries and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. This is episode 212 of the Australian Hiker Podcast, and in this week's episode, hammock camping, interviews from the trail. Before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice, so that each episode is available as soon as it's published, and if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the supporters page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. In this episode, we bring you a series of recordings that we made at a recent weekend hammock camping. Now I'll be up front here, this for us was our first ever try of overnight hammock camping and while we've had the gear for a number of months and had a play with it during the daytime uh, we hadn't never actually spent a night sleeping in a hammocks before and we deliberately wanted to do that uh, to bring you a this is a, a typical person's first experience in a hammock we didn't have any experts with us to to help us make things better and certainly it was an interesting uh, interesting trip and we learnt a lot about hammocks and hammock camping. We hope you enjoy this episode. Good evening, it's Tim and Joel from Australian Hiker. It's 7.40. We're out at the northern campground, which is on the northern border of Canberra and also happens to be one of the campsites, in fact the only campsite on the Canberra Centenary Trail. This campsite is an excellent site for testing out gear, for trying camping for the first time. It's around about a 45-minute walk in from the car park, so it means you don't get people just turning up, deciding to pitch tents without realising what's here. Uh, so for the second time that I've been out here this year, this has been, so far there's no one else but, but Jill and I. There's toilet facilities, there's a covered shelter for putting up tents, and there's also a covered picnic area which has got a table and a bench as well so that's where we were sitting having just had dinner we were originally planning on heading out to woods reserve which is another campground in the western border of canberra and we just decided for one reason or another we were going to head here it's just a bit more remote and there's no opportunity for people to turn up in cars you've really got to be walking in and knowing this is here so it's a it's a good opportunity and we don't have to worry about other people around us disturbing them or them disturbing us. The reason we've come out here is to test out some hammocks and I'll be honest with you, we this is the first time we've actually hammock camped overnight. We have used hammocks before, we've tested them, we've played with them, but never for a full night. So this is the opportunity to go through and do that. We're using Cedar Summit gear and the reason for that really is more, it's an Australian company the product is readily available in, in most stores and most online stores and it's coming from Australia so we don't have to worry about overseas postage. It took us probably, uh, I'd say about an hour and 15 minutes to set up two hammocks and a tent 
And the reason for the tent is just in case just something in case. <laughs> just in case something goes wrong, uh, we've got a, got a, got ourselves covered. We were a bit casual about it, though, weren't we? I mean, we we didn't rush, and uh, we probably you know faffed about a, re- a bit. Yeah, and I think I knew there was a stand of trees uh, on the lower end of the paddock where the campground is, and I was pretty sure that the distances would suit hammocks quite well. Uh, and there's a a large number. In fact, there's probably, if you're setting up hammocks, I would say there's one, two, three, four, five, six, there's probably about 10 uh, potential hang points uh, to put things up. Uh, and we, we picked the two that we decided that were the best. But we could have actually gone a bit further apart if, if necessary. The two hammocks we've got uh, to, to try is the um, a double Cedar Summit hammock, and double doesn't necessarily mean two people, just means a wider width, uh, suits larger people a bit better, and also their jungle hammock. And the jungle hammock um, is a style just as much as anything else, comes with a built-in bug net, whereas the other one we have to attach a separate bug net to it. And I think from my perspective, so far I'll be sleeping in the uh, the jungle hammock at least for tonight, it's got a bigger opening entry on it, which I think for a larger person is probably a better better option. Whereas the other separate bug netting, the door is just a bit smaller. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not too bad. I mean it works it works for me, and um, I've also got my sleeping mat in there, so I'm going to uh, try it without an external uh, quilt. Uh, Tim's using the external quilt underneath his hammock and uh, I've got the um, specially designed um, tarp uh, to go over the top of my hammock. Uh, Not that we're expecting any rain, it's looking pretty clear Um, and Tim's got a little bit of a a makeshift tarp uh, that we use for other purposes so we'll see how he goes with that. Yeah, it's actually worked out quite well. Again, this is another Cedar Summit lightweight hammock, and I've just been creative on how I set it up. But it's, you know, as I said, without, if it was pouring with rain, the uh, the hammock tarp would probably be a better choice. But for, for what I'm looking at here, it's worked really well. Yeah, and I think so next time we'll, we'll be a little bit swifter and a little bit more focused, I think, uh, when we're putting all the gear together. I think the other thing is, as we said, you know, we, we spent a lot of time looking at tree distances and working out where the best tree distance was. One of the things I do like about the idea of hammocks, particularly in this site, the northern campground, tents, uh, camping ground, has very little flat ground. There's lots of flattish ground, but trying to find something that's really flat, and I think even where Jill's gone through and pitched the tent, it's still a bit of a slope on there. Um, it's almost impossible to get, uh, if you had sort of 10 or 12 tents out here, there'd only be a few people that would end up with a flat lay on the ground. Whereas with the uh, the hammocks, you can pretty much set up and get yourself to a good position without too much problem. Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the advantages that we're finding um, for the hammocks. It's uh, If there are trees, then you're not dependent on... Um, flat ground or um, dry ground and we have been out here with uh, tents when we've been uh, testing some gear and they've and there have been quite a few other people out here and uh, yeah we've struggled a little bit to find a, a spot that's away but also reasonably flat. I think yeah there are there is a couple of uh, flattish sort of areas but it's almost right on the trail so it's not particularly helpful. Yeah and people do um, 
come through at all times of the the early morning and the the late night um and often they're on uh mountain bikes and uh yeah you don't want to be close to the trail when that happens now as far as temperature goes um a few minutes ago it was around about 21 degrees uh it feels like 15 degrees uh with the apparent temperature the forecast tonight is around about 12 degrees and i must admit once i'd set up the hammock and got inside there i was thinking i don't know if i'm going to need a uh uh, the overquilt. Uh, I think I'd be quite happy just lying in there, but I'll see how it goes. It'll be in there with me. Uh, but I think uh, having the underquilt makes quite a big difference. Uh, it tends to stop the uh, any heat going anywhere, uh, and they 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 end up being like little cocoons. So I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when it does get down to about twelve degrees. Yeah, and uh, you know everybody knows that I I feel the cold, so. Um, I guess I'm the the big test case. Um, it's not particularly cool uh, expected tonight, but um, yeah, a, 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 any drop in temperature, I definitely will notice. Okay, we're just going to have a, a bit of a uh, a chat and a socialise, and uh, uh, we'll probably is that what we do? Yeah, yeah, we're married, <laughs> um, and I think we'll uh, we'll uh, head to uh, head to bed probably about another hour. I'd say it's uh, it's still fairly light. So it's a bit early to go to bed yet. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. So we've just gone through and spent our first night uh, hammock camping. And as we mentioned in the introduction, we deliberately wanted to do this because we didn't want to present a an expert's guide to hammock camping, and we certainly by no means are that. We really are very much novices. And it was more about the experience of what it's like if you get a hammock for the first time, what it feels like, and, and what, the, what you're going to experience. So um, it was an interesting night, and I must admit there was a few things that I sort of had preconceptions of, but I wasn't too sure how this was going to work out. So from my perspective, I slept in a safari hammock, uh, which is the Cedar Summit Safari Hammock. And as mentioned, it tends to be a type of hammock more so than just a brand. Uh, in that it's got a built-in bug net uh, and it's, all, it's an all-in-one pretty much. So you pretty much take it out of the bag. Apart from a fly and the insulation, everything is there. I must admit, I like the idea of the safari hammock. Uh, you get in, the bug net's attached. There's a ridge line which actually keeps the bug net well and truly away from your face. It's probably 50 centimetres away from your face, so you've got plenty of space inside there. The hammock itself, I'm six foot two. Uh, it could have been slightly bigger, uh, but certainly width-wise, I, uh, it was certainly fine. One of the reasons I wanted to use this hammock as opposed to the double hammock was with the built-in bug net, the zip runs most of the way down the side. So as someone who's a bit larger, someone who's a, uh, a bit older and not so flexible as I used to be, uh, I think it was a bit easier. Or as flexible as it used to be. <laughs> um, it was a bit easier to get in and out of as opposed to the separate bug netting that comes on the, uh, the double hammock, uh, which is a smaller door. Uh, and I just thought, oh, look, this is going to be a bit too hard for me to get it in and out. Um, I wasn't too sure how I felt about the sleep, but one thing I would comment, and it became apparent earlier on, it was more comfortable. 
than sleeping on the ground. And I think it's it's funny because you sleep in a tent on an inflatable mat and as comfortable as that may be as far as tent sleeping, you do tend to feel the unevenness. You do tend to feel any sort of imperfections in the ground. And as Jill mentioned in the last podcast, for me, it's a bit like a princess in the pea situation. Um, but I found that uh, I was actually quite comfortable, more so than I would have been in a, a tent. The weird things for me, though, is I'm the sort of sleeper that will toss and turn all night. I'll sleep on my back, I'll sleep on one side, I'll sleep on the other side, and I'll move throughout the whole night doing that sort of pattern. Sleeping in a hammock, a bit different. I spent the far, the vast majority of the night sleeping on my back, which is very strange for me. I don't think I've done that in 40-odd years, if, if, if ever. But, you know, it was actually comfortable enough. I originally thought, oh, look, this is taking a while to get to sleep. And I'm not going to have a good sleep. But I used my Fitbit as a gauge. I had 6 hours and 14 minutes worth of sleep, which is not unreasonable for a night's camping. I do tend to have very fitful sleep. And there is a thing called first night syndrome where when you're sleeping in a new location, and as, as far as we know this location really well, it's not our bed and you tend to have as not a good a sleep as if you were staying here for three or four or five nights sort of thing and getting used to it. So I did have a reasonably good sleep and my Fitbit said that I had a, uh, gave me a measurement which is comparable to what I, what I get when I'm sleeping in a tent. So from that respect there, Longest shot of night, we're in bed by sort of before nine uh, and got up for sort of a quarter to seven. So there's definitely more than uh, six hours, 14 sleeping. But uh, it, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't too bad. At, at the risk of sharing too much information, I don't think I've gotten up to go to the toilet as much in my entire life when I've been camping. Uh, and it's not that I had lots of drinking. Maybe it was just the position I was in. But it was fairly easy to get up, get up and out. The other thing that was interesting was we had up to 20 kilometre an hour wind gusts last night, uh, and you could tell that. Uh, I wasn't rocking at all, it wasn't uh, causing an issue, but where the problem came up being was the tarp. It was almost like the wind was playing the tarp like a musical instrument. It was rippling throughout the whole night. Now, I was using the Cedar Summit standard rectangular tarp, and I offset it so and I didn't actually tie it down with all the attachment points so I think in that respect there that was certainly a lot of that was on me Uh, but when I got up to go to the loo in the middle of the night I'd tighten it back up again and that'd make a big difference but again a few hours later um, then the wind was just running straight up and over the tarp but I was fairly protected from the wind uh, and I, you know the comment that Jill made to me was it was a bit like being in a cocoon and that's pretty much about it. I was certainly warm enough. Uh, I had the under tarp on last night, or under, under quilt, uh, and I had a lightweight quilt on top. So temperatures got down to 12 degrees, and the lightweight quilt I wouldn't certainly do me in the wintertime, but I deliberately bought that one knowing that it was going to be a warmish shirt at night. But overall, comfortable. I think I'd be very happy uh, uh, with the tamics and, hammocks, and if I had to pick two, for me it would be the safari. So my uh, review is a little bit of a, um, a mixed one. Some things are uh, similar to what Tim uh, talked about. but uh, So I had the double hammock and uh, I had a, uh, an inflatable um, mat underneath me. So I didn't have the under quilt uh, and then I had a... Um, 
a open uh, sleeping bag over the top, like relatively lightweight. I also had the separate uh, bug screen that uh, attaches over the top of the the hammock, uh, and and I had the tarp that uh, comes, you know, is designed uh, for hammocks. So I had a little bit of a mixed um, bit of gear there, but um, so I, I think I agree with Tim in terms of uh, comfort. You, you know, once you got in and and once you settled, um, it, it was much more comfortable than uh, sleeping on the mat on the ground inside a tent. And uh, that probably surprised me a little bit. Uh, there was one thing about, you know, the, the sort of experts say that uh, your feet should be higher than uh, your, your body and that will stop you sliding down. My feet were higher. I did a bit of sliding down. And also a few times during the night I had to curl my legs up a little bit because I, I felt I was losing the blood circulation to my toes. So that wasn't such a great thing. Was that partly because you were in a sleeping mat in the hammock, do you think? or That I was sliding? Yeah. I think part, partly yes, um, but... I just just thought it was interesting that the idea of putting your feet higher to prevent you from sliding didn't actually help prevent me from sliding. So I certainly, I certainly from my perspective, because I was sleeping directly on the, the hammock material itself, and again, I had my feet slightly higher, I wasn't sliding down at all. So, um, so uh, in terms of warmth, um, yeah, pretty pretty warm. I did uh, tuck the. Uh, the edges of the the sleeping bag in and under the mat a little bit um, once I got uh, in and, and settled um, that that helped with some uh, cold drafts. Um, I did find that uh, the wind was coming directly over the top of me, the wind gusts and that the you know some of those wind gusts were actually quite cool so I, I, I felt a little bit buffeted. And uh, not not a fan of uh, wind whistling through my ears, so I never have a convertible car. So I did need to protect my ears a little bit from um, the wind that was coming through. And and like Tim, uh, there were all sorts of different noises that you just weren't familiar with in terms of a little bit of tarp movement. But you know, I had the dedicated tarp, so it wasn't uh, wasn't too bad. But mostly the uh, the attachable uh, bug screen and uh, you know it was good to have it uh, definitely wouldn't have wanted to do this kind of uh, camping without it but uh, it, it there was quite a bit of movement and um, also felt that probably you know I had to tuck it a little bit so it didn't drag so much there's a there's a lot of net fabric there that that you know tends to disperse quite a bit when um you know, when you don't keep control of it. Um, so, uh, you know, all in all, a really good thing. Uh, I think the thing that surprised me, uh, I'm obviously a neat freak, but when when I looked at the setup and uh, as I was sleeping in the setup, I, I felt it wasn't quite as neat as I would have liked. <laughs> things, things weren't quite as tucked in as... Perhaps uh, you know if you've if you've got a, a a tent and you're inside the tent, they might have been. Maybe that's because we're new to this and uh, we need a bit more practice in getting things ordered. Um, maybe that's just the way it is. But uh, yeah, so all all in all, I agree with Tim. Had you know a fitful sleep, but then when I'm camping, that's generally the case anyway. 
One other comment I'd make here is when we were packing all the, the setups down, there was two things we probably identified. And again, as newbies, uh, experienced chemical campers would probably pick this up better than we would. We realized that potentially we could have set up on a series of three trees in a triangle. So having uh, one end of both hammocks on one tree and and moving to two other trees for the feet. I think that uh, Jill's comment was she felt a bit lonely. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because we were we were camping about fifteen meters away. Oh, but I could hear you. I could hear the snoring, so I knew where you were exactly. Uh, I just felt a little bit isolated. <laughs> At times, uh, you know, when when it got quite loud, I wasn't too unhappy about that. So yeah, in hindsight, if I you know if I look at at the site now, I would have sort of used three trees and set up uh, so we would have been close together. But that's again that's a a beginner's thing. You know, it's, it's something you pick up as the more you do, and again, it really experience hammock well, campers. Some people, some people might like the isolation. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's true. That's true. The other comment I'd make as well is, I mean, you know, you are hanging from trees and whether you're setting up a tent on the ground or hanging from a tree, you want to make sure you protect the environment as much as possible. Now, we had four four straps around four trees and three of the trees, you have no idea that anyone's ever been there. One of the trees, the um, the strap has dug into the tree, not badly. And even now, I'm looking at the tree; it's drying up. But you can see that it's been compressed. I think partly that's because it's summertime. There's a lot of water moving up and down the tree. The sop, the bark is fairly soft. But as I said, three of the other straps, you don't even know that we've been there. You can actually get, and we did actually have tree protector straps, and we decided not to use those just to see how the kits would go. The tree protector straps are, uh, are designed to wider, designed to sort of spread the load over the bark a bit better, uh, and certainly they're designed to be a bit more environmentally friendly. So certainly they would be worthwhile considering. Uh, but as I said, three out of four trees, don't even know we've been there. Okay, so... That was our first experience of hammock camping. And as I said, I really don't want to, I'm not claiming to be an expert on this. This was done purely with the aim of what's it like as a new person setting up and using hammocks for the first time. And in a lot of cases, you don't have experienced hikers with you to tell you what to do. And that was us. So I think it's, it, I think if we turn around and set it up exactly the same way now, we'd do it in half the time and get it do, do much better at it. Yeah, so, it wouldn't take us an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> so yeah, overall, uh, I think it was it was a good good uh, good test out. Yeah, I think it was a good experience and uh, de- definitely worth uh, trying to see if it's it's for you. So that was our experience sleeping, hanging from trees. Uh, And as we said at the start of this podcast, we're not claiming to be experts. Really, this podcast was designed at this is a beginner's view of hammock camping. Uh, And you'll find there's plenty of articles, plenty of podcasts that that come in from an expert's perspective. Uh, But coming at it from a beginner's view is just something a bit... uh, a bit more realistic uh, and I think for a lot of people who buy and use hammocks they'll play with them they'll set them up without having anyone showing them how to do it so this is a a, a realistic uh, experience if you like. Yeah and I think that's the the key to this we did uh, have a, a few moments where we um, spend a bit more time than we would normally 
um, setting up. And, and I think uh, partly we wanted to get it right and partly tenting is such an intuitive part of what you do. I mean, we, you know, we've all seen it so many times. We've experienced it as kids, if not as adults. And um, so there's a point of reference. And I think for me, that was the thing that was kind of missing. I think the other thing is that the, the, the setting it up properly concern was also about you know not wanting to you know go splat in the middle of the night <laughs> falling out of the hammock or falling off the tree or something like that <laughs> one of the the practices or one of the the, the considerations for hammock camping is uh, don't set up higher than you're willing to fall. Yeah, that's so, right. You, know, you, you don't want to fall at any stage, but certainly if you're only uh, only sort of uh, a meter off the ground, there's not a long way to go. Uh, I must admit, when I set up my hammock over the uh, the weekend, it was higher, and once I put my hundred plus kilo weight into it, it certainly sank down a bit. And 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 Jill's did as well to to not as great an extent. So you know, it, it, these are all considerations, and I th- I think as as Jill mentioned, we, uh, we were taking our time to try and get it as right as possible. If we were to turn, to turn around and do it again, we would have, as we had have mentioned, set up using three trees, uh, and that would have put us a bit closer together. But uh, then I would have heard your snoring even more <laughs> loudly than I did. <laughs> so I was in this moment of uh, loneliness until you started to snore, and I thought, oh, okay, that's, that's a good reason why uh, we can be distant. Now, for me, uh, my very first hammock was an 18th birthday present from my brother, and this was one of these metal frame things you sat out in the backyard and and you you, you, you sunbaked in. I hated the thing. Uh, we don't we don't sunbake anymore, do no, we? <laughs> no. So it's uh, you know these were when you talk to people about hammock camping, they have a picture in their mind about the thing in the backyard or the 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 the, the mesh thing you have down on the beach. Uh, and, and and it's a hard thing to or a hard concept to grasp about technical hiking hammocks that are that are built for for sleeping in the outdoors. Now, as I mentioned, we use the Cedar Summit product for a couple of reasons. Uh, firstly, they're readily available. Uh, you can go into a lot of stores now throughout Australia, and they will carry them in stock, particularly the larger stores. They're easy enough to order online and you can get them to turn up fairly easily without having to go to an overseas provider. There are certainly lots of manufacturers and lots of suppliers and providers uh, in Australia and worldwide. There's a number of cottage industry providers that make bits and pieces and put them together as kits. There's a number of people that or companies that will import them from overseas and if you go to the US websites, that really is the home of hammock camping. And there are hammock camping podcasts. There are a number of well-known brands. So, you know, but I, I think the thing from my perspective, I wanted something that was easy to access, easy to get and easy to set up without having to think too much. And a lot of people who are keen hammock hikers or hammock campers will put together bits and pieces that really suit their needs. So, you know, I think if you're looking at going through and setting up it with hammocks, you start off with something simple and relatively cheap to start with, uh, and then you go through and build your own kit based on your budget, your requirements, and your knowledge and experience. Okay, we hope this, this has been of interest to you. Um, I think from my perspective, 
I would be looking at doing more hammock camping. There's definitely no doubt about that. I like the idea, and as I think as I mentioned in the written article uh, on hammock camping, we had a, a situation on the human hovel track where we had to walk probably for about two or three kilometres more than we thought we were going to just to get a, a flat piece of ground to put a tent on. Yeah, that's uh, right. And we, so. we walked past so many trees that we could have very easily... <laughs> there were lots uh, of trees uh, on that track. <laughs> ...hung up hammocks without too much problem. So I think for me that's probably the main benefit, uh, that providing there are trees there, you'll normally find some that are the right sort of distance apart and the right sort of size, uh, and you'll be able to set yourself up. But you know, having said that as well, I do a lot of uh, camping above the tree line in the snowy mountains, and hammocks aren't going to be particularly useful in that sort of situation. So I think having a hammock as part of a kit is not a bad way to go. Uh, and I do like the idea of the all-in-one sort of kits where everything's attached and you've got a very small number of, of, of components or units uh, that you can sort of put together and, and set everything up. Yeah, I think that's right. I think there's, you know, a, a place for them and, um, you know, under certain circumstances, similar to what you were saying, Tim, I'd be happy to, to do more hammock camping and, um, you know, I guess on those longer hikes if there's a – there's a decision you have to make about one or the other or whether you, you, you can actually take both. If it's an all-in-one unit, that might be easier to do. Yeah, I think, you know, it's worth trying and, and uh, certainly opened up my eyes to uh, a, a different way of experiencing the outdoors and, and you very much feel that you're outdoors um, in <laughs> when you are hammock cam- camping. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think it was a great experience. Okay, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. That's all for me. Bye for now. And bye from me. But the tree protector. But the tree protector. The tree protector.